Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 22 of People of Azeroth. This is our quiet little corner of the internet where we uh, we sit down and we have a chat with a different person each week. And joining us this week is a classic player, content creator, shaman expert, and off-meta pro. we got Caperfin joining us. Thank you so much. Hey, guys. Uh, it's a pleasure being here. Really, really appreciate it. I've wanted to talk. People know on the show here I love meme-tastic stuff. I love the off-meta shit, so we're definitely going to get into that and uh, and have a conversation about it. But what we normally do, we normally start off by asking how you got, got into WoW. Probably, was it vanilla you started playing, or when did you start playing, and how did you get into it? Ooh, I started in vanilla. Uh, I believe the first time I stepped into World of Warcraft prior, I was playing Warcraft 3, Frozen Throne, and I believe nice. it came with a little card inviting me into the world of Warcraft and I believe that's how I got started. Oh, really? So you're already yeah. a Blizzard fan, though, so you're yeah, aware of that. Yeah, fan, yes. Custom games, you name it. Nice, playing the RTSs, yeah. Yeah. I, I never actually played um, Warcraft 3, but I was big into, I bought one of the bundles back in the day that had, one. I think it was the original Warcraft, maybe, original Starcraft, and then the expansions for each one of those things. Ooh, that's and a I great got really into, right yeah. I got so into StarCraft, my God, I just lapped it up and it had that, whatever that expansion was with like the alien Zerg woman, that was badass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so whenever you got into, when you got into vanilla, what was it like when you first got in or what tune did you roll? What were you thinking? Ooh, I was intimidated that by people who took the game more seriously than, than me. Right. So when I saw mounts for the first time, I was completely amazed how I wanted to get a mount as soon as possible. That was yeah. my main priority. Unfortunately, I, I was a very new back then. Uh, I thought agility increased your movement speed. <laughs> so <laughs> you can imagine so it. St stacking agi. <laughs> that's it. You can imagine it, it took me some time to get to level 60. Yeah, absolutely. Do you think you hit 60 in vanilla? Uh, yes, I got 60 when AQ came out. Dude, that's badass, though. Well, Actual bad. 60 back then. Yeah. I got distracted as soon as I saw a very cool PvP video involving a rogue or a mage. I would change characters left and right. Yeah, yeah. And I want to be that guy, you know? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the PvP videos back then, the heavy metal soundtracks, the low frame rate, and someone, someone deleting noobs in PvP. That was hot <laughs> yeah. stuff, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. Especially rogues. It was World of Roguecraft back then, wasn't it? It was yes, big, it was. especially in PvP, dude. Holy mm -hmm. shit. The whole aspect of attacking very fast and attacking from the back, big damage, big ambush crits, was very appealing to a lot of people. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, it seems less this time. Do you think there's less rogues or less of less? It seems to be all about the warriors, dude. Yeah, it's I'm all about seeing. the warriors. It's all about the highest DPS you can bring to a raid. Uh, yeah, there's, yeah, there's less rogues than there was in the past for sure. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to be swamped. I thought there was going to be way more rogues. But um, I recently just, I've been doing a bit of the hardcore hardcore challenge. And I recently, the first time I've played a rogue ever in classic, and we just started one up. They do seem strong. They do seem strong early on. So, um I'm interested to see, to actually level one through at some stage and, uh, and have some fun with it. Definitely a fun class. Oh, yeah. In terms of leveling, they have a lot of utility. You have blind, vanish, sprint, evasion. So much so much stuff to do. Yeah. Once, um, 
So once vanilla went through, oh, so what tune did you, what, what was, what would you say was your main, even though you jumped around, what would you say was your main back then? It was then? a level 60 hunter. I eventually oh, had came a to the conclusion that hunter are the easiest class to level because you got the pet that can tank, you never die. Yep. If it wasn't for the hunter class, I would not be level 60. Yeah, well, and that happened to me. That was similar to what happened to me. My first ever tune that I rolled up was a Taurian warrior and I was, um, I was terrible. I was absolutely terrible. This was back in BC and I was just horrible at it. And I was ready to give up on the game. Um, but I just tried. I think actually my brother tried. We were uh, we were sharing accounts, keep that between us. And uh, my brother rolled up a Night Elf Hunter and he played that for a bit. And he said, this is really great. Give it a go. So then we kind of both just leveled that tune. And that was the only way that I got to end game at all was doing a Hunter. It was just, it was a breath of fresh air after doing a Warrior. Oh my God. It was a breath oh, yeah. of fresh air, man. Good thing you switched. <laughs> that, that's that's hard to level a warrior, even now in WoW Classic. But back then... Yeah, and having no idea, having never done... Yeah. The only MMO experience I had was RuneScape. So it was... And it was just so different, like the stats and everything. I had no idea about stats, gear, or talent points. So my talents were a mess. And, oh, God, it was just... It, it was a nightmare. Um, so, yeah, the Hunter... Well, I was similar to you. That was what got me got me to endgame um so then you rolled did you play then obviously you went into bc played burning crusade yes i went to the burning crusade uh, still stuck with my hunter yep. all throughout burning crusade and yeah that's 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 the last memory i had yeah yeah so so did you you didn't play any further then into the other x packs um wrath on which you didn't play retail as such uh i i did play wrath but i did not hit max level wrath and yep yeah life changes and shit like that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> and then were you kind of just responsibilities yeah so you weren't you weren't really excited then about any of the other so you haven't been playing retail kind of once the classic announcement was out it was like yeah hell yeah this is what i want to go back to oh yeah no once i heard the the classic announcement i was like sign me up i'm not playing retail yeah 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 definitely and then hyped for those um for those two years so what did you on launch day did you play on launch I know it was a funny time, and it was it was a bit scuffed for EU, wasn't it? In in uh, classic, yeah, in classic, yeah, yeah, yeah. It played on, yeah. The whole oh boy, the servers that was quite a sight. Yeah, the launch experience. I was talking to Duna Dane, and he was saying, yeah, the launch experience. It was a, it was frustrating for him because he was a teacher, and it dropped like on one of the second last days, I think, of the summer holidays for those guys. So he had to go back to work, and um, it was a late because of the time it was, I think it was quite, yeah, it was late at night. I think it was a midnight, was it midnight or 1am launch, I think something like that for you guys. Uh, maybe oh, it's a blur. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it was pretty late. He was, he only played for a little bit, but also there was some st service stability issues and shit back then too. Um, what did you roll up this time around in classic then? I played a shaman. Shaman. Played, yeah. Uh, so torn shaman. Torrid Shaman. So that's your jam, isn't it? The Shamans these days. Yeah, that's my main jam. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice, nice. What is it you like about the Shamans, dude? Uh, I think it would be their multifunctionality. Yep. They can do yes. pretty much everything. Yep. Yeah. We can, and uh, people will say, yeah, go the tanking, the, the Shaman tanking, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of naysayers out there. Um, and then there's other people who will say that at the lower levels, they prefer a Shaman tank over a warrior. So... Where are you on the um, the shaman tanking side of things? You got some comments? So people underestimate what shamans can deal, uh, not only in dungeons, but also raids. Naturally, if you decide to go shaman raid tanking, it will demand more effort. You can't really half-ass it. 
Um, yep. It's an effort-based spec. The more effort you put into it, better the better results you will get. Uh, That's in terms a good of point. dungeons, dungeons are fairly trivial. Uh, just yesterday, I saw a hunter tank Skolomance, I think it was. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, so you're pretty fine for dungeons, yeah. But there is, there's a lot of, um, there's so much versatility, isn't there, with Shaman. It's similar to a Paladin. There's so much versatility. Tank, heals, or DPS. Yeah. You can just, you can add so much to to almost any group situation. And even in PvP, you know, I've come across some, some I was getting deleted in PvP by Shamans, man. Yeah, they're, they're very strong PvP, aren't they? Yeah, yeah definitely. Um, it's funny though, because you know, people, people, I've, I've want to talk about the off-meta stuff because people are so they just tunnel vision and they're so close-minded to to anything else. And I don't know, it's like with the, the min-max culture, it's so it's so funny because in in classic, people talk about we're playing classic, everything, all the fights have been figured out, everything's getting dropped so quickly. So BWL comes out. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when, how quick, like when will it be cleared, which is on the first night. It's a matter of how soon, how quickly people are doing it. So it's a race for doing it. Um, we've also got 1.12 talents with world buffs and everything else. People are still, you get all, all of this, that you can min-max it, and they still don't want meme specs in raids, no, no. dude. They make and a... That's kind Oh, and it's just hilarious because it's like they think if you play one of these so-called meme specs that you're a bad player when in reality you're actually playing a more difficult version of the yes. game than those other people. Yeah. <laughs> so there's kind of a the, – the average player kind of makes a cursory glance of talents and spells and comes into – and makes conclusions just based on that, based on misinformation and what they hear from the most popular streamer or YouTuber. And then they don't – go the extra mile to try and figure out, hey, is it actually possible? Let me contact the experts in it or anything like that. They just, yep. <laughs> very negative stigma all around. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and I, I, I'm i just amazed at people, like now we're doing, I don't know if you've been doing it, a lot of people are doing this, the WoW Hardcore Challenge, um, mm -hmm. Hardcore Leveling. So one one life, you know, you delete your tune if you die. So what people are doing, that's that's creating a harder game mode. And I totally understand that. I'm all for it because everyone's level through and you want to play the game but do it in a more challenging way um, because people find the game too easy. So I think that's great. But I still think the same should should apply to the main game. And I just it, – it, and it's not. It's still yeah. with, the, with those off specs. Totally. Um, yeah, I, I think people need to change their attitudes a little bit. Yeah, it's like, guys, you, you don't need to go this whole Iron Man thing. You can, like, investigate – off meta specs and try to push yourself in that regards you, you don't need to do this kind of like one death i delete my character there's there's plenty <laughs> of explore come on that's right my um my what i want to do right this is the challenge this is i'm going to try and set this up later in the year i'm going to do a discord server and everything for it i want to do the meme-tastic challenge and what i want to do is get people together and we start leveling do hit all of the dungeons get a bunch of people together so we can find groups and shit we'll make a guild we'll all settle on one server and do all the dungeons all the way up through and finish with an MC raid with nothing but meme specs. So no warriors, no mages, no rogues, and only the scuffed specs and see how far you can progress with it and see how it goes. I think that would be a lot of fun. I think that would challenge people. Oh, you can get actually quite far. I, I believe I saw a druid-only raid at one point. 
<laughs> my god yeah oh man but i mean i think that would be so if it was horde side you'd have druid and shaman tanks mm-hmm. you would have the only thing that's not really bad is all the healing specs are good really aren't they so there's no bad healing specs but that's okay and then you'd have the bad dps so what are the what are the meme spec dps so you'd have like um shadow priests uh boomkin um is feral druid considered meme dps um, it's technically nothing you said is considered meme spec. People like to throw away, throw around the word meme. Um, yeah. people mean different things when they say meme. Well, let's say off meta, let's say off yeah, meta, meta yeah, or suboptimal. Some, of, some yeah. of the stuff you said performs at 95% DPS efficiency. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> let's say suboptimal specs sub-optimal, only then. Uh, yeah, we're, we're looking at, at very weird stuff. Uh, for example, Melee Hunter, uh, <laughs> What else? I like one. Was it you? I think you did a. a, a did you do a, an, um, a thing on it? A, wrote something on it. An arcane priest, a star shards priest. Yeah, There's not a lot of people know about yes. that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Funnily enough, that, they, they they just happen to do enough of the required DPS to kill a boss. They're just there. They're just what counts. Yeah. That has got to be the most suboptimal DPS. So someone's got to do that night elf priest lads and star shards being your, part of your main DPS rotation. Insane. And you stack arcane, arcane damage gear, yeah. dude. Oh, so yeah, man. That's a perfect example. Even with that suboptimal DPS spec, you you still can clear content, even with that. Yeah. So this kind of min-max culture is kind of yeah. unneeded in such an easy and trivial game. Melee hunter, dude! Holy shit! That would oh, be yeah, that would be tough. That's, that's a whole thing. Um. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So that I think that'd be badass, dude. Melee mm-hmm. hunter, shamans, and druid tanks to the front. But then people are already people are using druid tanks anyway. It's not that it's not that crazy to do a druid tank, is it? In MC, no, for no. example. Um. Oh man. So I'm looking forward to that. So I'm going to set up a, a people keep your eye out for that. I'm going to do it later in the year whenever all the hardcore stuff has has dropped off. Um, and we'll get that. I haven't settled in a name yet, but we'll come up with something good. Oh, it's, it's we'll more, than, together. more than uh, feasible. I think that's a word. More than yeah. feasible. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I think it'd be fun, man. How fun would it be on some of those lower? It just changes the whole dynamic of when people level through and doing the AOE cleaves or people were just just autopilot going through the lower level dungeons. If you're doing it with, with some, with some off meta, no frost mages, boys. We're not doing that. Come up with other ways. Um, so I'll make a list of things, and we'll we'll, we'll make, maybe even I'll even ask you a couple of questions. We'll get off off air, and we'll get an idea of some of the uh, the suboptimal sure. specs that we can include. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, that'll definitely be good. Uh, so you haven't been playing the hardcore challenge, dude. You're not into it. Uh no. To be honest, that doesn't sound very hardcore, since you can just go hunter, and then it's just easy mode from there on. <laughs> yeah, as as Peter says, that might sound. You, yeah, you hunter. <laughs> uh, I'd well, be surprised yeah. if you're ever a hunter. They're doing it in the, they do a challenge cup. I think they're doing one every month or every two months, something like that. So they do a, like a 10 hour, an eight or a 10 hour um, play session with everybody at the same start time, see who gets the highest, like a speed run in the same hardcore situation. And, um, and yeah, the last time I think the top four, the top four finishers were hunters um, followed by locks, I think. Yeah. Um, so warlocks being, yeah, this second, which probably doesn't surprise you. No. I think druids are, druids are pretty good in there as well. A lot of people doing the the challenge are enjoying druids. Oh yeah, um, and and some of the big some of the big names, you know, Jaman the Shaman and people like that. They're on the uh, they're on that pro Shaman train for the uh, for the challenge too, which is another good spec, another good class for it. 
Um, now, do you have any thoughts on retail? Do you want to comment on it at all? Shadowlands, do you think it's a good step, a step in the right direction or you're not interested at all? Uh, I'm interested in Shadowlands in terms of what they're trying. Um, yep. They're changing up the game. Uh, I hear a lot of people are complaining. Oh, actually, I hear people on both sides. So honestly, I don't know where I stand. I, yeah. I get convinced of... I, sw- I switch sides, basically. Switch sides, yeah. Where yeah. people are saying, I th- personally, I think they're taking steps in the right direction. Definitely, whether it's um, whether that's enough, whether it's enough to bring back some of the classic player base, I don't know. I think it's gonna be maybe hard to bring some of those back without alienating the retail player base. Um, but I'm definitely liking some of the things that they're doing and bringing the level cap down, the stats squish, and everything. Bring it back more, yeah, a bit, good. bit more in line with what we're used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the numbers just start getting out of control, and they've had to do it a few times. So I think this time now, it's a big doing both a stat squish and a level squish, I think it gives them a lot of headroom. Um, because it wasn't that long ago, I think there was a stat squish at the end of Legion, So, and they're already having to do it again. Um, so I think it'll be good for long-term part of the game. So it'll be interesting. I've got it on my show notes here. It'll be interesting to see where the classic players will return to retail then. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think the squish will help. It, it was kind of overwhelming to see such large mum- numbers and just not being amazed by them uh yeah, yeah. I, I actually look forward to the squish to be honest some people might disagree yeah it, it'll it'll be funny to see on the other hand we talked about this last week is to have the raid bosses so raid bosses that we're used to like anixia and stuff like that will be they'll be leveled down to 25 or something oh, yeah. 20 <laughs> it'll be so funny to see a level 25 anixia man like you know 6k health pool or something yeah it'll be so funny <laughs> Oh man! Imagine MC level twenty five. No, that'll uh, be, be, <laughs> be a laugh for sure. Um, and then the other thing is, some of the retail, you know, the classes are all going to be starting at level one. So you can have a level one demon hunter, man. I think that's just going to be so funny. Level one demon hunter gliding around Elwyn Forest. A lot of people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think so. It'll be a lot of people will be tempted to roll afresh, like to start a new tune. I think. Yeah. So definitely. What are you thinking in terms of um, end game in classic? So like a post nax state, what do you think the player base are going to be doing? Uh, the player base, what will we be doing? Ooh, uh, assuming there are still players in nax and they don't drop <laughs> off from the difficulty in AQ yep. uh, and even a few bosses in nax. Um, I see a lot of people trying out PVP yep. uh, just because of how hard PVE is. I'm sure a few guilds will try Nax, but the majority of people will kind of move on to PvP. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, honestly, a lot of PvP. A lot of PvP will be the thing that keeps people yeah. going. And you did mention it before. I was just going to ask, what do you think? Well, basically, you mentioned it. AQ, do you think that's going to be the first big bump in the road? So we've had, B- I thought BWL was going to be a big difficulty jump for people. Um that's been cleared quite easily. The other stuff, I don't think like, what is it? Um, ZG. Um, what else do we get? I don't think any of that is going to be the big thing until AQ, isn't it? AQ is going to be a big one. Yeah. AQ is going to be kind of the, the threshold of the kind of cap where skilled players can continue while bad players are stuck in AQ and early bosses. And, yeah. yeah. And smaller guilds too. So if you've got a guild struggling guilds, if you're already struggling now, it's it's going to become a tough environment for them, isn't it? Yeah, 
it will be a, a struggle for the average guild. The only good thing, I guess, I'd thought about this, like AQ20, the smaller raid size, that's a little bit, it's a bit easier for smaller uh, for smaller guilds perhaps to field a, a team to do that, but I just can't remember how difficult actually is AQ20. Uh, AQ, oh, well, okay, we're talking about classic World of Warcraft here, so yep. World of Warcraft's easiest iteration of vanilla ever, um, much easier than past private servers, so it won't be as hard as most people think. Um, especially the fact that we figured out everything under the sun in terms of yeah. World of Warcraft mechanics, how much DPS you can dish out. So it's not that hard as, as you might think. Yeah, yeah. And maybe an opportunity for some of those smaller guilds to get to put a team of 20 together rather than um, rather than a 40. I mean, I know there's guilds out there that are, have got too many players and they've been running multiple teams and stuff like that. For, for a lot of smaller-sized guilds, just getting 40 people online um at the same time and ready to go was a little bit tough so um in a way it's funny i'm i've sit on both sides i like i think 40 man raids are epic and in in other games i've played i always thought when they had smaller raid sizes i thought man why don't they bring back 40 mans that was badass but mm. the other the, the things the difficulty with it is getting that many people together online at the same time so scheduling and the other thing is you can have a lot of if people are talking in discord it's a lot of voices so I think you end up then with not, most people not talking. It's it's less it's less of a social thing than in, say, a five man dungeon. I think can be really social, whether it's with um, guildies or friends, or even if people just do jump into a voice channel for it. Everyone's kind of talking among five people. And I think twenty is probably a little better for that too. Mm -hmm. But but for forty man, I think can be a little bit a little bit unsociable if that's the way that you want to like if you do want to talk and sort of hang out and stuff because um, yeah, it's a I, lot of voices. Yeah, oof, 40 voices all talking at the same time. But I guess in a, a more experienced guild, you would have maybe three people talk. Yeah. So yeah, maybe in, in noob-friendly, casual-friendly guilds, I can see people talking constantly. <laughs> but um, I'm looking forward to that. I'm, I've said it on my other shows. I'm looking forward to the opening of the gates, dude. I've uh, ever since I first heard about that, and I've been watching videos for years. Like before Classic was even announced, I was like, "Oh man, that's one of the things we'll never get to see again." I missed out on that because um, I never did any private server stuff. So I'm super hyped to see that the opening of the gates, man. Um, that's that's one of my most the things I'm looking forward to. What what are you looking forward to most out of the rest of this journey through Classic? Ooh, what am I looking forward to? Um, I think it would be Nax Ramis, honestly. Nax, dude. Uh, Nax. <laughs> You're not I, even afraid of it, man. Of Nax. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just on a whole other level in terms of mechanics, in terms of team p player coordination. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ooh, looking forward to that. <laughs> uh, what do you, and, uh, so you raid on your shaman? Yes. Awesome. And what role? Like, what, do, what are you doing? I am a shaman raid tank. Holy shit. Are you actually? Yes, I am. Damn. That's yeah, badass, man. I have a whole shaman raid tank guide with a spreadsheet, yeah. all fancy. And that's kind People's... of my specialty, shaman raid tanking. That is badass, man. People say you can't do it. People say you really, you literally can't do it. But there we go. We've got someone, I'll, I'll be using that as reference. Yeah. We've got someone here who's actually doing it. No, yeah. And um, I'm not the only one. There's plenty of other people. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, so Def Camp and Meldron, I think Meldron has been talking about that in the past as well, um, about 
you know, about how viable, well, well, the viability of it, but that's very, very interesting. So you'll be trying to keep that role going forward into the other raids as well. Yes. Um, so I've previously, I've been able to reach Nax Ramis as a Shaman raid tank. So that includes tanking the majority of bosses in BWL, ZG, AQ, all the way till Nax. Um, that's what I'm known for mostly. Uh, and I'm looking to push that limit when it comes to classic Nax Ramis. Uh, I'm sort of limited on private servers, only a few bosses in Nax, but I highly suspect in WoW Classic, given how things are getting easier and easier, that I might be able to do the entirety of Nax Ramis. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. dude, that's very, very cool. That's very cool. I knew you were pushing it, but I didn't know you were you were you were actively raid tanking on that that done that shaman now. That's very, very cool. Um I have a couple of questions here that I put to the Discord users before uh, this episode started. And, you know, one of them was, which we've just touched on, was to ask, this comes from Guess Who I Be, was to ask Hayford how realistic um, Shaman tanking is. Um, if you ever had the time, he'd like to give it a try, but not if it's a total joke. But I guess that has now been answered. So maybe if we, we change that question a little bit and say, what advice would you give to some of the lads out there that might be, that might want to try shaman tanking? What advice would you give them? So yeah, I've said this before. It's a 100% effort-based spec. You need to put effort. You can't just face roll your way through shaman tanking as you would normally with uh, warrior tanking. It demands you to pay attention, uh, to be social with your party members or raid members. It is, it is, in my opinion, the hardcore aspect of World of Warcraft. There's so few things that are actually hardcore. I consider shaman tanking to be hardcore. Um, yeah, that's the advice. And and then to follow up on that, to to, to check out some of your um, videos and uh, and you've got some guides. You have written some guides too. Yes, so check yeah. out. Yeah, we'll yeah. put some links in the show notes for that stuff and in the Discord too, because I'm sure people are going to want to discuss it. Um, so yeah, read up on all of those things. Um, and I guess the other thing is that you have to you got to be confident about it and you're going to you're going to take some shit from people aren't you along the way you're going to take some shit you got to be confident and sort of and deal with that yeah there there's a lot of negative stigma out there uh, a lot of people say this that the hardest thing of shaman tanking is dealing with the criticism <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i know it the our paladin brothers out there know it as well uh, the pally the pally tanks and the dps paladins know the pain so um, there's the yeah, I'm I'm with you on that one. I was doing I was prop pally tank through through classic there up until up to raids, um, and I was absolutely loving it. Um, and we've got another one here from Rebecca, just on the absolute fundamentals of shamans totems. What do you think about totems? She says totems good or actually bad. Oh, totems are amazing. Um, totems are amazing. Yes. Okay. In terms of uh, shaman tanking, grace of air totem provides four percent dodge. Uh, you have totems that provide you uh, with uh, stone skin, which is really good for shaman tanking. You name it. Totems are great. How could you not like totems? And, and it's, it's just, it's a, it's a different way of playing though, isn't it? So I guess once you get around it, I think I had Melderon on here and he said that um, once, once you change your mindset and he says, if you look at totems as just actually spells, if you just get into your mind that they're just another spell, um, then it's, it's, it's easier uh, to understand it and get your head around it. And that's that's the way he does it, which seems like good advice too. Yeah, they're essentially buffs. Yeah, yeah. 
um, is it quite, are you quite active in a normal fight? Are you quite active with, um, with swapping totems or is there those core, is there a course, you, you know, sort of, is it like a rotation almost of using your totems or are you, it, it just, I suppose it's so, so situational too, isn't it? Yeah, it is situational. Uh, usually when I'm shaman tanking, there is a second shaman in the tank uh, group. So we kind of coordinate our totem optimization, <laughs> if you will. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. To make sure we don't cast the same totem. Um, but besides that, that's it. Yeah, right. I might, you know, I might have to give it a, I've never played a shaman ever on classic or retail. So I may even have to start to try this one of these days. Not ah, even, not so much for tanking, but just even just to level through or maybe tank some lobby dungeons. I think I can do that for sure. Oh that yeah. Earth Shock provides a huge amount of, of threat that is not dependent of gear. Uh, yeah. yeah, you'll have a great time actually. Oh, so that's independent of gear. Right, right. Um, very, very cool. Um, okay. Now what else have we got here? Um, I've got you know, burnout and boredom. I guess we kind of discussed that. I mean, it, end game. It, I suppose there will be a certain amount of that coming up in between AQ and Nax. I suspect there'll be a certain amount of it. But the other thing is now we're seeing this community created content like the Hardcore Challenge. And if I can get this um, this suboptimal uh, spec deal happening, I think I think that'll be good. And maybe the future will be some of that community created content and making the game harder. Oh, yeah, um, I'd love to see that. Uh, you know, people back in the day, weren't they doing, they started then, and they're already doing it, I think, trimming the numbers to see how few people you could do a raid with. I mean, I think it got ridiculous how low, uh, back in the day, I think they got Onyxia down to, I don't know, like 10 people or 11 people or something, and they, they, they're down to Onyxia. So there'll be a lot of that stuff going on. Okay, cool. Oh, let's talk about being a content creator. So you do you do YouTube videos, you're streaming, and you do guides? Yes. Yeah, excellent. Um how much, I mean, what, what do you like the best out of what you're doing there? How much time do you sort of dedicate between, between playing? Um, what do you get the most out of? What do you enjoy the most? So I try to combine my, my streaming with my guides. Uh, yep. I love how I can interact with people who read my guide, who criticize it, and I can answer questions live. I, I absolutely love that. Um, that's kind of I've, the interaction. Yeah. I have. yeah. I've seen some of the things where you've said to to, to debate. You try want to get these debates going. If people use oh, yeah, people come yeah. on there and tr try and tell you, it's it's you know try and tell me that you can't that you can't be a shaman tank and things like that. Oh yeah, um, I love getting into debates. <laughs> that's awesome. That's very very cool. Um, oh, so you know the way that um, shamans, I guess, are the horde equivalent of a paladin. Do you do much with the pallets? Oh, Paladin tanks are in a very luxurious position. Uh, ever since the threat revelation of uh, Greater Blessing of Kings and how yes. you spam that, spam essentially that. every aspect of Paladin tank that used to be kind of a problem, I say problem in quotation, has been yes. fixed. Uh, Paladin yeah. tanks are, are nearly nearly indiscernible from the top tanks out there. Uh, yeah. Kind of, and it's and uh, yeah, and people still people still need to change their minds, man. There's still so much pally hate out there. It's it sucks, it's, like it's mind blowing, yeah. Um, whereas, I mean, man, I leveled all the way through, and I've told people who probably because sick of me here. Now, I leveled all the way up through and tanked everything for the guild. Right the way up, we did um, we did UBRS, like we had just UBRS on the regular dude pally tank at the front, and it was uh, not only was it was it viable, man, but it was it was fucking excellent. 
the yeah. AOE tanking, dude. Oh mm-hmm. man, there's so much. I just think that the 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 pally tanks are just blessed with with so many tools to make a, an amazing AOE tank, and with the way that people were pushing it on AOE DPS, so it, yeah, was, it was it was it was mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, they're very similar to the uh, manual crowd pummeler discovery when it came to feral druids. Uh, I kind of see the the same kind of uh, happy faces when it came to <laughs> discovering uh, MCP. I see the same thing with uh, prot paladin tanking. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, that revelation came out, the greater blessing of King Spam, that came out halfway through, mm-hmm. uh, didn't it? And, and it was also because wasn't there, something happened with the, the warriors got nerfed because up to about, I think when people, some of the, the people who were pushing it were up doing around Scarlet Monastery. Um, warriors, man, there was there was a there was a bug with um, with warrior tanking that they were just generating far too much threat. So once that got nerfed, that changed the game and we got a bit more pallies and druids and stuff tanking in the, the lower level dungeons. That was the uh, battle shout bug, if I remember correctly. The battle shout bug, yeah. Battleshout? I don't remember. Yeah, it was something like that, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's been, been good to see that change and get some more pally more pally action um, oh, but i suppose i suppose the problem is we've kind of we've gone past now the point where um i think where people should have been able to enjoy some of the suboptimal specs a bit more for things like mc and now we're into as we go beyond bwl even realistically and into aq and nax there's going to be less less scope for that and people if people are doing it like you said you've, you're gonna have to put a ton of effort in for people wanting mm-hmm. to play these suboptimal specs yeah so that's what makes these kind of suboptimal specs attractive that because they require effort they're challenging they're yeah <laughs> um yeah yeah in terms of in terms of paladin tank uh, we didn't even talk about thunder fury so uh, here we are talking about gbox spam and yep. thunder fury is not even in the equation yet so Thunder Fury is um, an amazing threat weapon for prod paladins. I know. Imagine having Thunder Fury. I mean, I had dreams. I had dreamed of it. I mean, I knew because I, I just didn't know how things were going to pan out guild-wise and everything. But imagine a Thunder Fury on a prod pally tank for that single target, single target threat generation yeah. um, on, on, on top of everything else that they have for, for, for holding threat. It'd be just amazing. I'd love to see that prod pally with <laughs> Thunder Fury, dude um because other people getting it if and it's been discussed before um you know if a, if a, a dps warrior gets it or a dps rogue in a lot of cases people are still pushing for that um you they they can end up um they can end up out gener out threat generating the the tank and then end up having to pull back on their dps anyway or the tanks losing threat and you can end up it can end up counterproductive can't it if if in the hands of a dps yeah, it can. Uh, so I, I get into arguments on stream with many people about where, who should get Thunder Fury. Yep. Um, I kind of, I kind of slide on the fact that Thunder Fury provides over threat, if that makes sense. When it comes to Fury yes. tanking, they just, it's, it's kind of a band aid for a, a guild that does mistakes here and there, and then Thunder Fury comes in and helps you in that regards. But a half decent guild can get away without having Thunder Fury. If Thunder Fury is the deciding factor between you killing the boss and not killing the boss, there are much bigger issues at hand. So yeah. And so, as a tanking weapon, is Thunder Fury still best in slot all the way through Nax? Then. Uh, yep. Not only for Fury tanking, but as well Rogue tanking, Hunter tanking, whatever your <laughs> desires. 
Oh man, there's people. There would have been some raised eyebrows out there when you just said rogue tanking and hunter tanking. Oh, oh man, yeah. trust me, uh, it is a thing. It is a thing. Holy shit, rogue tanking, man. Yeah, if you thought My, shaman tanking was hard, wait till you see rogue tanking. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> We might have to check out some videos, put some videos in the show notes for uh, some videos in the show notes for this. Oh man. Um, do you have anything that you want to, um, that you want to dive into a bit or chat to or explain to the listeners? Um, anything that you're, that you're passionate about that we haven't covered? Uh, how about, uh, I'm actually interested to hear your opinion on, on classic. Wow. Plus. So what would happen after? Natural? Yeah. So yeah, so I guess the two the two schools of thought are in the post nax state going into for people who don't know um, classic plus the idea of that would be for development team to use some of the content um, that was going to be so cut content basically that was going to be in uh, the, in, a, in in vanilla and it didn't make it for whatever reason um, also for them to create new content in the spirit of the game. Um, similar to runes, old school RuneScape, where they're still making new content. In that case, it's done in a um, in a, a community, a very consultative approach. They'll, the community will vote on that, a democratic way almost, that they'll vote on content, whether it's, um, you know, fits with what they're doing or not. Um, I absolutely love the idea of it. I think you could, they could, it could be amazing. And I think there's room for it in the law that you could write it in in a way they've already done time change stuff that you could write in with you know mm -hmm. the bronze dragonflight or whatever that's like you know this is this is azeroth if you know we never had deathwing and we, we you know it's it, it, a different timeline a different state like a sliding doors kind of moment i think that would be very very cool um and i don't think it would bastardize the game at all however the big issue is whether or not the current wow development team or the staff that they have could would be capable of doing it and 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 making people happy and making content that we like um so that's that's that i would love it but i don't think i don't think it'll happen from a business point of view and i don't think they would be able to do it the way that the classic player base would want it to be so you say the classic player base but the classic player base is quite divided uh, in terms of what classic plus means to them yep uh so my proposal where i can please both sides is to have uh, temporary raid content so you would have raids that would appear for a short time and then disappear and basically you would also get gear from these raids or dungeons and they would disappear as soon as burning crusade would launch so this would allow you to not have gear from these new dungeons that overshadow burning crusade gear um, so yeah, you, you'd kind of please the hardcore crowd and you'd please kind of the uh, casual crowd that looks forward to Burning Crusade and it's kind of easygoing route. Yeah. So you, are you pretty confident that we are going to get Burning Crusade? Yes. I believe there is still a great interest up until Wrath of the Lich King. I, yeah. 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 Um, I wonder, I guess the question is if we are going to, if we're definitely going to have TBC... I wonder how long we will just have vanilla in its post nax state. I'd like to see it for a while, to be honest, because I think that was part of the issue with nax previously was that um, I don't think it was out for very long before Burning Crusade came in the last time, the first time around. Yeah. So I think a little, little more time would be would be really, really good. Mm -hmm. 
yeah, I remember not many guilds clearing Naxxramas and then just shortly after TBC was out. Not many yeah. people got to experience Naxxramas. So perhaps wait a bit between the two. I think so. Because yeah. even the same, if, 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 if Burning Crusade comes out, even like all of the kick-ass guilds, everybody will be into that to go into the next level of that, that newer raid content. A lot of people, I don't think there's, there still will be those, that, that community in classic, but I don't think there's going to be that many people hanging around to and, and beating their heads against the wall in Nax when, when people are in, into uh, burning yeah. crusade. People um, know what's around the corner. That's for sure. Yeah. So I think more time would be good. Um, yeah. And I mean, like I said, I still don't even know for sure whether we're going to get Burning Crusade servers. I think I think if there is, there's got to be a change um, in the monetization of it in the, in the way that, and I think something bad will happen in that way in terms of the WoW token and shit like that because mm-hmm. as it stands, we've got Classic here in a completely non-monetized way. They're not, it's not even an extra sub, dude. With You get it for free with a retail <laughs> sub, so... Yep. Uh, apart, apart from fair enough they've had a lot of people come back and resubbed people like you and other people um they had retail players like me who've just kept playing who still still have always been subbed anyway and then you you know we've talked about it on the last show if burning crusade comes out are there a lot of people who are not in either one of those camps so you've got the retail camp you've got the classic camp is there people out there who are in neither one of them and they've been waiting around going I don't want to play classic. I don't want to play retail. But when BC comes out, I'll resub. There might be a small amount of people, but otherwise, I don't think there will be. So, I don't know from a money point of view. I suppose the other thing is it's it's longevity, isn't it? Because maybe how long are you going to keep a, the classic players playing? That's probably the biggest point, actually. I just thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, TBC does introduce some new features like arenas that might draw a large crowd. True. Um. Oh, yeah, the fact that you're going and defeating Illidan might might please kind of the lore fantasy people. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess the other thing is a lot more the class balancing changes. I think most people agreed and, and enjoyed the class balance changes, didn't they? A lot of people say objectively uh, that was the best time for WoW was BC. They said objectively it was the best version of the game. Uh yeah, I, I, I could understand that. Yeah, a lot of things become more feasible. Uh, mana kind of becomes figured out. Mana's not that big of yeah. an issue in TBC. A lot of off-meta specs become more mainstream-ish. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, because I think there were things like some of the, the sort of off-meta stuff, I think, I'm not that big up on them, but I think Shadow Priests, for example, they had a much better mana management during BC, I think, right, compared yeah. to Classic. I think a way of getting mana refunded perhaps off a certain spell. Mm-hmm. Um, Prop Pally's got a taunt a taunt and a ranged pull, I think. Or maybe, yeah, the taunt and ranged pull was both, I think. I don't know. But, yeah, so it, 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 it sorted out some of the paladin issues. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think that'll be good. I'm not super excited for BC. I was more excited for, for Classic. But, like, I would definitely play it. I definitely would play it. I think Wrath was a bit more... You know, if I was to, to really get excited for something, I think it'd be Wrath. But I really don't know. I don't know if the, if we're going to have four versions of the game, man. I don't know if you're going to be able to log on and have Classic, BC, Wrath, and Retail. I don't know. I don't know if that day will ever come. Ooh, monetization-wise, I think you'd have several subscriptions. Oh, yeah. Hmm. 
Yeah, they'd have to do something to start making some money, wouldn't they? Because even in yeah. BC, I don't know, like if they just roll out BC service, legacy service, and they don't they don't charge anything for them if it's no cost to buy and no subscription and no cash shop. I don't You're know. You're getting too much for your money. They they would need to yeah. sell. Yeah. So, like, I would be happy. I'd be happy. And then the thing is, I guess some people wouldn't be happy to pay for it because I say I'm not paying for a game that's already been out, like, or that's that's content. But I'd be happy to pay, you know, twenty bucks or twenty five bucks, whatever, for for the BC expansion. I think that'd be fair. Oh yeah. And if yeah. you if you've got X amount of people playing, you know, X amount of million people playing, it would definitely help them. Nice little boost money wise. So. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the WoW token coming to Classic? I mean, it hasn't come yet. It's come in the Chinese markets. Do you think that's the start of a slippery slope? Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a very controversial topic. Uh, I understand both arguments on both sides. Uh, I think it, it won't make its way to uh, NA servers or okay. I think it'll get abolished, honestly. We'll do you think, yeah. Go and get rid of the Chinese uh, WoW token. Yeah. Yeah, do you think that will happen? So you're, you're actually not that concerned that it's going to make it to, um, no, to the NA so, no. and EU realms? No. There's too much okay, of a well, community uproar. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was trying to think, I think I was talking to Rebecca about it um, on one of the last shows, that it, it'll be interesting to see if it did. I wonder how it would play out. I wonder what the value of it would be like compared to retail and also whether people would, because it's a time thing, so it's basically it's, for someone to sell, so the so you have to think about the buyer. So someone buying a WoW token would be a classic player who has got a lot of gold in game and doesn't want to spend real life money on the sub. So they would buy that to get thirty day subscription. Mm-hmm. But it's not. I, I mean, for me, I don't think it's that easy to make gold in classic. Maybe other people do think gold farming is easy, um, but you'd have to find someone with that much time on their hands or willing to do it, and then would value. Um, real life money more so than in-game gold. It's it's interesting to think. Um, whereas in in retail, I know people they can go out and farm gold very easily and then not have to buy, not have to buy a subscription. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I think classic maybe would be a little different, but it would certainly affect the economy, man. Holy cow! Oh yeah, drastically. It drastically affect the economy, wouldn't it? And as I said, the other thing is, which I always try to avoid in any games, is anything that even comes close to a pay-to-win situation. And in Classic, it would be possible yeah. to a degree because there, there are, there are, there are gear, well, there's gear, some gear that is uh, that, you know, rare world drops and stuff that was essentially best in slot for a lot of people that you could buy on the auction house and also your consumes too, couldn't you? So you could have a guy who's maybe not a good player like a bad player who who's got a lot of real life money buy a shitload of tokens buy some gear buy turn up all, all consumes and kind of buy their way into a raid which is definitely not in the spirit of what we're doing so yeah that's that's the difference between retail and classic world of warcraft is that in retail i don't believe you can get best in slot with gold correct me if i'm wrong well well, that is another controversial topic that's coming up at the moment is up until very recently you could never buy best in slot for in-game gold um you never could so that was why the wow token has never really been an issue in retail up until now because it was never a pay to win thing you could pay for convenience i guess so it was paying for convenience however in this latest um the latest patch now with the corrupted gear and stuff like that because of the rng um the bo you can get these boe blues that are the depending on 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 what happens with the corruption with the best potentially the best stats the best gear in the game on a boe blue 
which are now available on the auction house. So at the moment, there is a for a small amount of people, there is a pay to win uh, situation that's developed in retail. And I did talked about this before. I think it's a bit of a slippery slope. I'm hoping it's an oversight from Blizzard and not uh, something that they've intended. Oh, you sinister, sinister stuff. <laughs> I don't want to go on the conspiracy route, but I, I wouldn't. I would wouldn't put it past uh, Blizzard. That's for sure. <laughs> but it's definitely something to be avoided, isn't it? To, to have a pay-to-win situation that affects people on both. It affects it in two ways, doesn't it? The way I see it is, I think it affects the game. Like I think it's bad for the game, and I think it can be bad for people in real life too. Uh, that they can be stretching their real life budget or affecting their real world money if you were put into. Uh, if you would have to commit commit to spending more in the game than you'd already thought. Yeah, I agree. You know, you, you could picture it, someone in a guild get, having pressure put on them if they didn't have consumes or they didn't have a, X amount of gear or whatever, and they say, well, just buy, buy another token and get the gear that you need, you know. It, you'd hate to see that kind of situation develop. I think that's super, uh, super unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of that too, I've been asking a lot of people lately, um, balancing WoW and life. Do you have any comments, thoughts, or tips for people out there to to maybe to play the game in a healthy way or how you do it or balancing life or anything along those lines? Uh, yeah, I actually have a, a suggestion on advice for people when it comes to perhaps WoW leveling. WoW leveling can be quite tedious. It's important that you do productive things while you level. Um, it, it, it's quite easy to level, so perhaps listening to an audiobook while leveling can help or perhaps watching a TV show on the side. Um, yeah. I think that's a kind of healthy healthy way of approaching the game where you're not 100% dedicated to the game, but yeah. your attention is, is a bit split. So by the end of it, you can not only say that you leveled today, but you listened to an audio book. That's actually yeah. a really good point. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. Nobody's mentioned that yet before, but that's... Yeah, that's kind of, uh, yeah, making use of the time there that you've got. You can get something productive out of it as well. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you, you can talk to friends about an audiobook, you, an audiobook you just listened to or a TV show. Yeah, it can help you in real life. Yeah, very, very, very good advice there. Excellent. Excellent. Now, I've got the only other question I've got. Before we roll into the standard list of questions we've got, um, this is from Odaris. You'd asked before. We might we might implement this. Do you have anything exciting in terms of hardware that you use, equipment that you use when you're playing? Anything to get into? Fence, keyboard, mouse, anything like that? Keybind setup? Anything to talk about for people? Ooh, fancy keybinds. I don't believe I have anything too extraordinary. I use a key cool keyboard. Um, yep. Eh, no, not nothing too. Don't really too much the hardware. What about a mouse? Do you use like a Naga type mouse, anything like that? Oh no, no that that would be for uh, PvP with the side buttons and all that. Yeah. I don't I don't PvP that much. <laughs> so just a normal a normal mouse is all you need. Yeah, normal, normal mouse. mouse. I think yeah. I have some. I don't even know what kind of mouse this is. Honestly, Logitech. <laughs> <laughs> I just got. I've upgraded my mouse recently. I got. I think it's a G five hundred two Logitech G five hundred two. I think, and it does have. It's got buttons on the side. It's not like a Naga where it's got the twelve like a numpad on the side. Mm-hmm. It's got. It's got three buttons on the side and two additional buttons up near where your index finger goes. The thing I like about. I've got one main button under my thumb, 
and I'm keeping that for interrupts and kicks or anything like that because I think that's super like a rapid response on that one. That's a high priority is to have a, a kick or an interrupt in it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, that's a good actually key bind for PvP, yeah. Yeah, so that's what I'm thinking on that. That was when I first really got inter introduced into that when I was playing. Um, we didn't even talk about other MMOs. When I was playing um, uh, Star Wars The Old Republic, I was tanking. That was my first introduction to tanking. And so interrupts were so important in that game. It was They were on a really short cooldown. Um, and I think the, the Jedi class I was playing had two interrupts. And it was very, very important because that was... It was, there was well, it's much like retail, there was a lot more mechanics involved in that game. So, some, some, there would be an enemy as the enemy was casting, certain spells would just wipe a five man dungeon group if you didn't interrupt it. It was like it had to be interrupted. And I think the DPS, virtually everybody had an interrupt. So, it like, if the tank missed it, someone else had to get those interrupts. Um, yeah, it was very, very punishing. Yeah. Did you play the Old Republic? Yes, I so, played the Old Republic. Oh, did you, dude? I love Did you love it? Sage, I believe. Yeah, the sage. sage yeah, that kind of like a mage. Yeah, they were like yeah, arcane um, type, uh, throwing boulders. I think. Yeah, boulders, yeah, yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, the Sith. The Sith version was the lightning, which was way cooler. But yeah, the yeah. sage was. They throw. It had little pebbles. You had the little shower, small pebbles, and then the big, yeah, the big exactly. boulders. Dude, that, I was, remember, that was a fun game. I remember before the game was coming out, I was trying to figure out what deals the most DPS. What's and I came to the conclusion Jedi uh, Sage essentially does the most DPS. And I think for the most part, I was correct. I um, think you were. Um, and it normally is. That's your glass cannon type build typically, yeah, yeah. isn't it? Clothy is a ranged, a ranged cast of Clothy, I think, in most situations is. Um, but where, the, where they went wrong, in my opinion, was they got really into the flavor of the month situation really developed in there. Was the It was constant balancing changes every time. Uh, every maintenance, every patch, there was balance changes, and it would just be whoever was top DPS got nerfed and something yep. else got buffed. And yes, then people exactly. leveling was quite fast in that game, I think. So people would very easily just re-roll and then play whatever that was. And yeah. I refused to do it for a while. And then eventually I got sucked into it. And I just, when the flavor of the month was whatever that was, we just would re-roll and, and just do level through PvP and just nuke pvp the whole way through so oh, yeah. that was the biggest thing i didn't like but i remember before that game came out i was um i was doing the same thing and we were because it was two years or three years of hype for, i was so hyped and researching it and i was looking at the um the trooper the republic trooper especially the commando right because it was like they said you've got heavy armor self-heal and one of the highest range dps in the game and i was like dude this is coming off playing i was think i was still playing that hunter in in wow and i was like so so we've got Range DPS, which I really like, 30-yard range, heavy armor rather than, you know, the, essentially being a clothy, mm -hmm. and self-heals. I just thought this was going to be the coolest thing. But the problem is the armor the armor values were weird that you didn't feel like you had heavy armor at all. You just felt still squishy, really squishy. And, yeah. um, you know, the, the self-heals, it's kind of, it's as a DPS, it's self-heals are weird. Um, it's kind of weird because, yeah, you, you know, you're, you're, you're gimping your DPS if you're healing yourself. It's only really useful in survival, for open-world survival, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I believe the commando was, I want to say hybrid. It didn't really s excel at any one. It just kind of overall healthy balance across all. Yeah, I'd agree with you. And I think that was, and maybe I didn't realize, I should have known that there would have been a hybrid tax because I was, I always wanted my, to be pushing my DPS a little bit more. Um and maybe that was the the hybrid tax for that was was not having 
you know, was the fact that you're able to heal and you could multi-roll like that, that you were never going to be the absolute top DPS. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But but I did like how they mixed. They did blend some things a little bit. Um, like I played then after after the commander, I was done with the commander. I was like, right, I want to tank because I'd done a little bit when I was when I was finishing up in in classic after the hunter. Oh, that was the last thing that I did was I rolled, I re re-rolled as a prot paladin, and I only leveled to about twenty eight, I think, before Star Wars came out, and um. I was really enjoying it. I had an heirloom sword when back whenever heirlooms were OP as fuck. And I had an heirloom sword and I was tanking and I was just, it was, it was awesome. I absolutely loved it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this fucking tanking thing. And, uh, I rolled a shadow, a Jedi shadow. And the mo- the awesome thing with that was the, was blending stealth. So you had a stealth class who was also a tank. And that was just, just cool to put those two elements that no games normally would. You normally have stealth as DPS. But to have a tank that could stealth is very, very cool. Mm. I, you're reminding me of the MMO uh, Rift, which did something like that in terms of combining specs together. Yeah. Have you ever played Rift? I never actually played Rift. No, I've heard of it, but never actually played it. Yeah, it was the... People considered the WoW killer when it first came out. And it technically oh, did really? steal a lot of subscribers. Yeah, wow. And they did things like that. They blended... They, yeah, they, they blended. Blend yeah, you you could rogue tank, or you could be a kind of rogue with with shadow damage. Oh, they went full out. There was a lot of uh, of so called WoW killers that came out during that time. But while WoW's been up, it's been a really difficult, a really difficult landscape for other MMOs to break into. I think I think the closest one or the one that had the best shot was Star Wars, where it was huge. Yeah. The funding was huge. It was hyped for a long time. Massive fan base and. They picked an awesome part of the timeline. Like the lore potential was awesome. Where they picked it was great in terms of the amount of Jedi and everything and also where they could go with the story. They could go anywhere with the story, which is what they've done. And they've done a really, really great job in terms of the story. It's oh, it's just a shame, I guess. It, I don't know why it feels outdated. I guess it feels a little outdated if you try and go back to it now. Yeah, it's, it's too bad. The, the Star Wars universe is massive. There's just yeah. tons you can explore. Uh, personally, when I played... Swotor, uh, they were kind of lacking on the endgame PvE content. It took quite a while for them to introduce raids. So, yeah, that, that's when I kind of decided to end my subscription, when they were yep. just not catering to the PvE crowd as much. It was very obvious that the PvE was not really their thing. They were mostly focused on uh, perhaps PvP. So... I think they had done, they kind of time-gated, they, they, they really slowed the leveling experience because I think they put all of their priority into these stories, which was awesome. Yeah, stories, the sing, yeah. Playing it through on the stories and the amount of voice acting and everything, dude, oh, my God. That was, that was huge, huge amount of effort, and I think they purposely slowed people down to do that. But I remember getting to Endgame, and just there was a complete lack of, of there was a complete lack of Endgame content. Gear, for one, there was no gear. There was nothing... Yeah, it was it was really, and they there was hardly any raids. They did get a lot better with that and brought out way they more did, raids. Yeah. But I think they lost a lot of people early on, where some people, I guess, hardcore players didn't care so much for the story or blitz through the story and get to the end, and then it's kind of standing around. What do we do now? Mm-hmm. Um, they had some great ideas in PvP, and I'd love to see. There was a lot of things they did well, and I'd love to see them implement. If WoW took some of those ideas that Star Wars had, Swotor had and bring them in, I think WoW would really benefit from it. Right down to the, the by the end, I don't, they didn't have it at the start, but the end, 
the well they did have at the start which was great just unify colors man unify colors button on for your character yeah just press the button and it just unifies you don't have the clown suit dude yeah, that yeah. was a huge thing and then eventually the die packs man i don't know why oh, why yeah. you can't die die your armor in wow there's already die in the game there's black and gray dies you can buy the items if you could just apply that and just die your gear that would be so cool um like in retail you know you can you can transmog but you still can't change the color of stuff so no i think that's that's definitely like been that's a worthwhile um update that the game should have um okay cool now we are going to roll into the standard list of questions that i have for people we asked everybody this and then we're going to go into some shout outs community love we can we can plug a bunch of content and say thanks to people so i've got a button i press here signify the start of the questions okay question one now we normally do them it was started off as a rapid fire thing you can um delve into it a little bit more if there's one of them that you need a bit more of a nuanced answer so don't be afraid of that so the first question horde or alliance horde for sure horde or no problem lockta ogar yes. pvp or pve uh pve pvp is a absolute mess chaotic mess. <laughs> <laughs> chaotic mess in pvp okay easy one classic or retail Ooh, um so retail for its difficulty uh, okay classic in terms of its social fun yeah yeah okay okay good point there now this might be a little harder for you if you didn't play those other expansions what's the worst expansion that blizzard have made Ooh, I, I was not a fan of pandas in mr pandaria <laughs> yeah agreed yeah i'm with you dude i'm with you the out of season april fool's joke mists of pandaria i remember Uh, they were gouging they they were trying to see if the audience liked pandas with that april fools do you think so yeah for sure for sure that's what they were trying to do oh man they were gauging the response yeah gauging um (laughs) oh man okay now this could be interesting what would you implement in retail if you were standing in the meeting room they said dude we need you to bring something into retail. That's a good idea. Ooh, well, that's a, that's a hard one. Um, they have plenty of people. Literally, their job is to try and figure out how they can expand World of Warcraft. Um, Make the game better. Ooh, that's a hard one. Uh, Some of the previous answers from people have been things like bring back talent trees because they don't have talent trees, a yeah, simplified I, gear system, some more classic elements. talent trees, yeah. Maybe put yeah. some variety in terms of going a certain class spec right now the kind of talents are kind of cookie cutter and you can really go only one thing yeah talent trees talent That'll trees be my answer. okay excellent um favorite class oh uh favorite class it, it'd have to be shaman shaman i'm being honest good yeah stuff. Shaman. good stuff and favorite race oh okay so i really like undead females because they can do backflips so animation oh, yeah. wise, when it comes to <laughs> animation, yeah, I yeah. did. We did that on we did undead female rogues. Me and Odaris did this yesterday, and on the finishing move, is it eviscerate the finishing move? They do yeah. this sick animation backflip. Yeah. Oh, it's awesome! So, in terms of attack animation, undead female. Uh, in terms of uh, just all around race that I appreciate because of their aesthetic, when I stare at them constantly, um, it'd be orc orc yeah okay okay um now in the original azeroth the original azeroth zones if the war was over where would you go and retire 
Where would you like to live? Ooh, uh, I think Goldshire. Yes, yes, that's, Goldshire. What, that's where I said. We could be neighbours because that's where I'd said. I'd find a nice little place there. Yeah, you got nice everything point. we need. Close yeah, to Storm if we need it. Yeah, yeah, there's no wars brewing. It's very peaceful. Yeah, I think that's a great, good good place. Nice and Nice and relaxing, definitely. Okay, tank, heels, or DPS? Tank. Tank. Okay, classic plus, BC, or nothing at all. Classic stays classic. I'd say classic plus. Classic plus, yes. Yeah. We got some classic plus excitement. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Um, now, as far as up to whatever knowledge you have of as far as you can go in retail, who do you think the best villain of the series is? Can be someone from right back in the beginning or all the way through to, to current in retail. Best villain. Best villain. Ooh. So I've played Warcraft 3 Frozen Throne. Uh, I've, I've been quite an RTS fan following Arthas pretty much. I'd say Arthas. Arthas. Yeah, great yeah. storyline. Super, great super story popular. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, and what about the ultimate hero? Ooh, uh, ultimate hero. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not a, a good guy. I'm mostly a, a dark side horde typeish. Yeah. Well, depending. Yeah. Some yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, I'll say Uther. Uther, yeah, nice, yeah. nice. Um. Do you have this as a new question we found we've added just in the past two weeks? Favorite cinematic, either an in-game uh, cinematic, a trailer, or something that just hit you or got you hyped? Something memorable through WoW cinematic. So I don't remember what the cinematic is called, but it's essentially the uh, undead warlock summoning an infernal as they're falling down from the sky. Yes. Uh, yeah, and as the undead warlock is, is walking or standing, the earth behind around him is desecrating yeah petrifying that that's my favorite trailer that's very cool i know exactly yeah. what you're talking about that's very very cool um now in when shadowlands comes out we in the well we're going to be in shadowlands we're going to have the opportunity to meet um people who have passed away do you have anybody in the wow universe who has passed on into the shadowlands that you would like to meet and have a conversation with who do you think would be interesting Mm, who would I find interesting to talk to? Uh, I, I, don't, mm, I don't really have anyone interesting to talk to. Because uh, we'd have dead raid bosses. We'd have yeah. Arthas, Uther. We'd have, it's been a, bit, hmm. a joke somebody made, we'd have Mancrick's wife. We could find out what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> that would be really good. <laughs> find out what actually happened there. Oh, man, Mancrick's oh, wife. Be, yeah. I, I honestly, I'd still say Arthas. Arthas, yeah, and talk yeah. to him and see if he's, yeah, see after he can see what's happened, talk to him and find out. That'd be super interesting. Arthas, dude. And I think they will use him. I'm sure they're going to, this, this Shadowlands is going to be Death Knight heavy. And I think that's awesome. People love Death Knights. And there's got to be some, there's going to be some input from Arthas on this for sure. Super oh, yeah. interested to, uh, to see what. Just, so yeah. much nostalgia value. Dude, the cinematic. When um, Sylvanas fought Bolvar and broke the helm and everything, oh, dude, yeah. that, was, that was badass, wasn't <laughs> yeah, it? That was awesome. And now the final question, this is a three-part question about Jaina or Sylvanas. First of all, do you prefer Jaina or Sylvanas from a character point of view? Who, who do you like? 
character store story lore? Oh, uh, so I, I think they butchered kind of Sylvanas in yep. terms of her character development. Uh, I, I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Oh, I think the like from classic Sylvanas, I think was awesome leader of the uh, of the Forsaken and everything, dude. I think she was she was a victim, and I think she was she was super cool. And mm-hmm. I think I think it's gone a it's gone too far. I think she's a bit of a Mary Sue now. I think the the, the, the plot armor. I think it's just it's getting crazy. Like people used to hate Thrall for the Green Jesus side of things. I mean, Sylvanas <laughs> yeah. seems to be just even worse, dude. Like yeah. just about it just reminds me, like every time there's a fight or they corner her. And you think, is this the end of it? And then she just flies away like Team Rocket and Pokemon, man. It's just, you know, <laughs> you know she's not going to get killed. So I'm yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the Sylvanas storyline. No, me neither. Me neither. Uh, I'd like, personally, I'd like to see it wrapped up. I'd like to see it just, yeah. just tie that off, yeah. Yeah, if I had to side with one, I'd side more with Jaina. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's cool. And, and then the second thing being, in, an, in a fair fight, if Sylvanas didn't have her borrowed, her new borrowed powers from the Shadowlands, you think Jaina has got her um, mage versus hunter, Jaina or Sylvanas in a fight? Ooh, uh, Jaina versus Sylvanas. Um, I, I, mm, hmm. I'd say Jaina, honestly. Jaina, yeah. 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 If she, as long as she she got the killer instinct back and she was uh she was giving it everything, I think so. Yeah. Um. And the final part of that question, which is a little bit of fun with Jaina Sylvanas, if uh, both of these lovely ladies transferred to the Moonguard server and went into the Lion's Pride Inn, um, who do you think is going to make more money in more gold and tips? Uh so the best way to make money would be to dance on top of the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> I. I uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a hard one, actually. Um, Jaina, um, Jaina would have the uh, the dorky human dance, though. That's the only problem: the human yeah. female doing the macarena. I, I think people can find the dorky dance kind of cute. So yeah, I go Jaina. <laughs> Jaina, awesome, <Yeah. laughs> awesome. Okay, great stuff. Now, I actually have. Oh, actually, while I'm reading what I need to do, I'm going to get up. We'll go into some shout outs, community love. So, um, please feel free to tell people. Um, where they can find you, shout out everything, um, go for it. So yeah, you guys can find me on twitch.tv slash caperfin. I talk about everything off meta, uh, whether it be shaman tanking, rogue tanking. I even talk about traditional specs, how you can improve on them. My streams are very much on the educational side. I love to help people. I love to answer questions. Uh, Just recently, we talked about time traveling and the most powerful X-Men. So uh, there's no <laughs> limit to what I will answer. So yeah, you guys can find me on twitch.tv slash caperfin. I also have a YouTube channel, same thing, slash caperfin. I upload Shaman Tank videos regularly. And yeah, that's pretty much it. That's great, dude. That's really great. People, I'm sure people will be able to um people able to reach out. If you're in, I'll, I'll also I'll send you an invite after this to the Discord. Um, we've got a little with little people of Asworth Discord community over there. You might be interested in joining, and um, we can chat about off-meta stuff and shaman uh, shaman oh, tanks sure and things like that. Yeah, we've got some fans. We've got some shaman tank fans in there, so that'll be super interesting. Now, before I get into my shout-outs, we've got some reviews, lads. We've got two reviews to read out here. Um, first one comes from Tones Hill on iTunes NA. Amazing community-based podcast. Juno and his guests talk about retail, classic, lore, future of the game, and the Lions Pride Inn. 
Every episode is filled with laughs and information from both WoW games. I look forward to every episode, and I recommend this to anyone that enjoys WoW. That's coming to us from Gita. So thank you, Gita. That's a wonderful review. And the next one comes from Jarman Fan, who I think I know who that is. Yeah. Uh, refreshing idea for a WoW podcast. Juno is a great host and really connects with the guests. Keep it up. So thank you both for the reviews. That's fantastic. Reviews are always welcome. Um, reviews and the same thing for Caperfin on YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff. It helps everybody out. Um, so com- connect and engage with the with the content that you like, please, people. Um, now, what have I got? To, I've got a shout out as well. It's got to say some thanks. I've only recently, we recently been pushing it on Twitch, got to affiliate. We've got some subs. So I've got subs and I also, for the first time ever, now I, do, I should take a minute to say this. I've got a Patreon now. So we've got patreon.com slash people of Azeroth. Now this show, everybody should understand this. The show will always be free always and you're not going to miss out on stuff so don't feel that you have to do it. i don't want anybody putting any pressure on their budgets or feeling that you need to do it i really appreciate anything like that support for the show is awesome and i super super appreciate it but please i don't want people you know getting in trouble getting bills on their mum's credit card or getting in trouble with their wife or something for doing these the patreon you know so don't do anything don't put yourself out but really much appreciated um i've got some people here if i miss out your name get in touch with me because I'm trying to get together the list of the subs and supporters. So this is for Patreon and for Twitch subs. So I've got um, Aaron, so Aaron there, Aaron. We've got Dracoris, Guess Who I Be, Harlow, Capo, Orderis, Zen Phantom, uh, Nobi One, Joa, uh, Retake Control, and Demetanos. So if I've missed you out on that list, please get in touch with me. Thank you all so much for the support there. Um, You can find me on Twitter um, at people of Azeroth one, you can find me, well, you can email me people of Azeroth podcast at gmail.com and, um, twitch.tv slash Juno eclipse. As I said, the subs and support are really, really appreciated. We've been having a lot of fun on, uh, on Twitch lately. So, uh, so super, super thank you for that. Um, and we're probably going to wrap it up now. That was a really fun chat. Cape Finn, thank you so much for joining us and oh. uh, definitely look forward yeah, no, thank you. I really look forward to chatting to you um, in future as well. And I'll come by. I've come by your stream before, and I'll definitely come by again, and we'll we'll chat about some off-meta stuff. Um, and I know it's getting late for you over there. So again, so many thanks. Um, no it was an absolute pleasure.